0: Peterson podcast
1: yeah all right ready yep okay three two
2: one God, I wish this was
0: easier to put on
2: now yeah, your wires kind of
0: hanging off there well there's nothing I can really do about it we're live we're live we're live <laughs> hola mi amigos <laughs> I'm trying to figure out these dumb headphones uh I'm trying to do something cute and fun for you guys today with a sombrero on for Cinco de Mayo hola we're going to let some people join in real quick. Um, what was that from? That was my audio. And oh, okay. okay, okay We're good. Good, good. good. Hola, everybody. We're really excited to have you guys here on this Wednesday for Will Wit Live. You guys know my podcast. This is episode 27. We got a pretty good live for you guys today. We're talking about Cinco de Mayo. We're talking about Boomer memes. I have an interview with Michaela Peterson, which is coming up next, and some other really good stuff. I'm also ranking the Star Wars movies because tomorrow, yesterday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I don't know how many of you guys are Star Wars fans. That'll be at the end of the show. For any of you guys who aren't Star Wars fans and have no culture, you can skip that part of the show. But for the rest of you, we'll be doing that at the end. But we have a really good show for you guys today, and I think we're just going to hop into it. And so first, got to talk about Cinco de Mayo, right? Cinco de Mayo is a great holiday. It's a great holiday for a lot of reasons. One, because you get to hang out with your friends, eat tacos, drink Coronas. It's It's a great time, okay? There's really nothing better in the world than that. But secondly, it's a, it's a holiday that really anyone can celebrate, which I think—well, at least that's how it's supposed to be. I know a lot of people would see me wearing this Mexican sombrero, and they would uh, assign me as a cultural appropriator, which is, of course, the furthest thing from the truth. Cinco de Mayo was created essentially as an American holiday. There are more people in America that actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo than people in Mexico who celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo was, uh, celebrates a war that the Mexican army won against the French in 1862— Okay. Where does that audio come from? We're good. Oh, that's from me. Okay. It comes from 1862. They won a war and that's why we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. And then in the 1980s, basically tequila beer companies were like, okay, how can we profit off this? And they turned it into a big marketing type of holiday. And you guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know me, you know, I hate holidays that are only based on marketing like Valentine's day. Valentine's day is a stupid holiday every day. If you're dating someone, every day should be valentine's day for that special girl okay that's a good tip to you men out there every day should be valentine's day but cinco de mayo is different because you're celebrating another cultures culture essentially and i think that's great i think it's awesome that you have people who are coming across cultural lines from mexico spanish america to united states and we're able to celebrate it and be friends and communicate together but if you do that the left will call you racist the left will say no you're not allowed to celebrate their culture no you're not allowed to wear a sombrero which is a ridiculous statement because the people who actually care about this are The white leftists. It's a white leftists who care about cultural appropriation Not actually the people who should be offended by it in the first place Mexicans don't care I guarantee you they're Mex- I did this in a video if you guys saw the video from years ago for Halloween Mexicans do not care if you are celebrating their culture. They enjoy it They are glad that you are celebrating their culture. It's the same thing with like Katy Perry when she wore a kimono for one of her things It was a, a concert and then they asked people in Japan if they were offended by it, and they're like no of course i'm not offended by it. i don't care this is totally fine they're glad that there are people in america who want to celebrate their culture and so here at prageru I guess you could say we love culturally appropriating different cultures, but it's because we want to celebrate these cultures. We're not making I'm not making a mockery of Mexico when I'm wearing the sombrero. I am celebrating their culture because I want to be a part of it for this special day. Even if more Americans celebrate it, even if it's kind of just a big marketing holiday. It's still a lot of fun and everyone can come together no matter where you're from and celebrate this day. I love that. I think that's a great thing and it should be celebrated. Taylor's here also, guys. We're excited to have Taylor on the podcast as usual. What's up, guys? Spencer's here as well, handling all the buttons. And he's got What's a up? camera. I've got a camera now. Oh, look at that. Spencer! Yeah. Now all you all you ladies, okay? Spencer is here. Right here. He's a good-looking man. Right behind the camera. All right? Mr. Steel girl. He's a Mr. Stelio girl. Mr. Stelio podcast, maybe. <laughs> I'll steal uh, your podcast. Yeah, part, <laughs> you, I mean. you can. It's not too hard to do. But that's my little rant on cultural appropriation, Cinco de Mayo. I think that cultural appropriation is something that people who don't have anything— sincere or meaningful going on in their lives get mad about it's like a lot of leftist causes a lot of leftist causes are stemmed from people having lives that are essentially worthless to themselves you know like people don't feel like they have anything real like going on our lives are so good in america we have in america your life is so good I know that bad things happen. They are extenuating circumstances, of course. Bad things happen to everyone. But that does not mean that you are not living better than every single other person in any other country in the world. I mean, we, you, as a, a poor person in Los Angeles, lots of the people, like, if you live in Los Angeles, you are still more wealthy than 99.9% of all the people who have ever lived on the earth. Your life is so good. And so these things like cultural appropriation and decrying racism everywhere and all these different leftist causes, they're not doing it because they actually care about it. They're doing it because their lives are so good that they want something Something to complain about. They want something to feel like, oh, I'm doing something good for the world. We have no great war, no great depression. That's Fight Club right there. Fight Club line for you. But it's there, there is nothing that is 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 really driving people to be motivated about. So they turn to leftism and they turn to stupid things like cultural appropriation. When in reality, it's all farce. And the Mexican people, they they love my sombrero. Okay, muy guapo. Moy moi guapo over here. All right? I should have grown out the mustache. I didn't. I had to shave the mustache for another thing. If you guys saw, I had it. But it's too it's bad we gone. didn't
2: have the mustache from the cops kit that we could just put right back
0: on. I know. I know. I wish we
2: did. But, but reusable mustaches, fake mustaches probably isn't the most sanitary thing.
0: Well, you know. It's like
2: uh, masks. But if it. If <laughs> 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 just throw that in yeah, there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can wear my mask if you want. Yeah.
2: You know. Yeah. I know. It's weird. Like re-wearing masks and like wearing other people's masks is kind of gross.
0: Yeah. I don't think I'd wear anyone else's mask. Yeah. Unless it was like Well, yours. you do bandanas too, so. Yeah. Well, I feel like the bandana, I don't know, just feels cleaner than a mask. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you want to wear but it? But
2: anyways. Anyways. Are you culturally appropriating something else with the bandana, or is that just for, for kicks? No, I
0: always wear the bandana. It's kind of your thing. Yeah. If it's, you guys well, have watched the show culture. for a while, you guys know. And I would say that you're my partner in crime, but I, I would rather say bandito in crime. <laughs> los, los amigos. <laughs> yes, my los amigo. My, uh yeah, mi amigo in crime.
2: But, yeah, so, I mean, (laughs) looking at the comments, a lot of people are basically agreeing with you. They're like, yeah, I'm Hispanic, yeah, I'm Mexican, I totally agree. Like, this is not offensive to me. And it's really, like you were saying, it's these these people, I don't know, I I guess it's just mostly leftists, who – feel the need to find some way to be offended on behalf of others because it gives them a sense of moral superiority. And it's like, it's it's like a sense of moral superiority and a meaning. Like you're saying, we don't have any big wars or fights or anything going on for us right now that, or that people can, or big causes that people can attach themselves to. And they don't believe in the American dream. So, okay, well my new American dream is to feel morally superior by finding racism and extinguishing this fake racism or extinguishing this fake you know cultural appropriation, and that's where people are finding meaning. That's why this keeps happening, or at least that's right. my theory, working that's, theory.
0: It's a right theory. Dale, you're very good. This is, my, this is my speech, my speech that I've been giving recently when I've been going around to colleges, which I will actually be sharing with you guys an experience that happened at a college after this interview with Michaela Peterson, is a vision for America. And the first two things, the first one is to make God great again. The second one, second one is to make families great again. Because those things give people's lives meaning. When you have a meaning in your life that gives you something beyond your materialistic, external uh, sort of being, then you you have purpose. You feel like you are doing something for the world that is actually important for yourself, for your community, for other people around you, and the world as a whole. But when you don't have those things, then, of course, you're going to turn to things like leftism. That's just how it goes. And so going into that, in Canada right now, which is the other border, which we might want to build a wall up there too because it's it's getting pretty crazy up in canada as well <laughs> with with those people and so i interviewed michaela peterson to talk about all the stuff that's going on in canada right now their lockdowns are actually worse than they are here in the states they're doing a lot of different covid restrictions they also a a man got arrested for uh, calling his biological daughter a daughter because apparently that's transphobic right and they say you know this is a uh, who you don't need to worry about these things but it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope just because this is a one-off thing doesn't mean that it's not a slippery slope and this can happen to you so we're going to get into that interview guys I, I only am playing about 10 minutes of the interview today because this is a podcast and we got a lot of stuff to talk about but uh the full interview will be up on the prague channels channel probably in the next few days and i hope that you guys watch the whole thing but for now we're just going to put this whole interview on Hey everyone, thanks for watching. Welcome back to Will We Live, the interview segment of the show today where we have Michaela Peterson joining us today, which is very exciting. I've been a fan of her and her father for a very long time when I was actually just getting into politics and in this culture stuff in this whole world. Jordan Peterson was really one of the ones who got me into that meeting him and then finding out about Michaela Peterson and her podcast, which you guys can all check out as well. It's just amazing stuff. And it's a different perspective than I think we get from a lot of the political noise in the world right now which is really refreshing honestly it's people who are willing to speak a lot more truth and not just grift i'm sure michaela you know a lot of these people who are more of these types of grifting type but you have always been someone who i applaud you for for always looking at the truth which i think is a a really cool thing and so we welcome you to the will wit live podcast today
3: well, thank you very much for having me. It's nice to not be called a grifter for once. So thanks for putting <laughs> yeah. me on the other side of that.
0: I know. Well, if you go on Twitter, I'm sure you'll get plenty of people calling you a grifter and the same with me every single day and everything PragerU related. So it's it's nice. You know, we True. have to compliment each other if, if no one else will. But today, <laughs> True, we're talking. yeah, exactly. Today we're talking about Canada. Canada is apparently a pretty messed up place. It's funny because I, I was going to mention this to you before we started, but I, I was surprised when I saw all these things happening in the country in terms of the lockdowns, in terms of the COVID restrictions, in terms of how the police are reacting. I mean, we just reacted to a video, what was that a month ago, Taylor, where that pastor was kicking these police officers out of yeah, his Eastern. church. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I had no idea that it was so crazy and you're in Dubai right now, but you 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 are you're from Canada. What is it like? What is the culture like in Canada right now with the lockdowns and everything?
3: So I'm from Toronto, and Toronto got hit the hardest with lockdowns. We had a stay-at-home mandate, and I think it was it was November 20th, 23rd, 18th, something like that, so like mid-November, stay-at-home mandate. Uh, and that just lifted for like a week in March. And by lifted, I mean they were they announced that they were going to open patios, and then the second wave hit, and they closed everything down again. And I was like, I have to – I've got to get out of here because I'd been – like in a stay at home mandate lockdown for months and I was going completely nuts. And I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Um, Psychologically. And I'm not even, I'm not even, I don't have the concern about COVID. I had COVID already. So I don't have that fear, but just being around people who are scared is, is unpleasant. And, and so at the moment, um, Canada's finally rolling out vaccines. And so Even if you wanted to get the vaccine, you didn't have an option for a while. We ran out of it, which I don't know what the leaders were doing for the last year, given the fact that they're like the one thing they should have been focused on was get old people the vaccine. And then the vaccine came out and they're like, oh, we can't find any. I was like, that was your one job, like leading this country, one job. Um, So I came over to Dubai because I'm, I'm concerned about North America entirely but in Canada, like, they're in a lockdown, they're finally rolling out vaccines. The fact that people didn't fight back against the restrictions that were being imposed was very concerning. And I don't particularly, I'm not particularly interested in staying in a country long term that is headed in that direction. So I know some of the news articles you point out, they're they're kind of one-off cases, but it's not that rare. Like you get police officers ticketing kids in parks. It's not something that happens all the time, but the fact that it's happening at all is a problem. Um, it's been kind of a nightmare. Like downtown, I live downtown Toronto in a condo building. Downtown has been completely empty because all the offices, office buildings aren't full. Um, there are stores that are boarded up. Like some of the really cool areas in Toronto are, they are, they're empty. The homeless population is up. There are tents. They've moved like, outhouses into parks because of all the tents. And it's just, it's really, really sad. Like I'm irritated about it, but the fact that like North America's been built on this idea of freedom and it's just really sad that in the last couple of years, (laughs) you can go somewhere like to Dubai and then you're more free there. I know that's absolutely
0: wild. That's wild that you're going all the way across the world to find somewhere more free than what is supposedly or at least supposed to be the most free place in the entire world. I mean, America, that's kind of our our slogan. You know, freedom is kind of our thing. And then you go here in California where I live and it's like the worst place I- in North America to live. I mean, I mean in Canada. But New I mean, York? It's. I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles had the the COVID restrictions even longer than New York did in some cases. Oh. Even with the, the sheer way more amount of deaths in New York. Los Angeles was still worse for restrictions. I mean, I think we're at like 25% gym capacity still and you have to wear a mask the whole time. It's, I mean, but it's you just- you have ter- gyms? I, I guess so. I know. Like, well, to- I-
3: Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. But like, that's unacceptable as it is. But Toronto was literally no, you couldn't even eat outdoors. Like all these restaurants, you were told that they were told that they could have patios open. So they all spent a whole bunch of money building these patios, basically- insulating them for the winter and then we were given a stay-at-home mandate like two weeks later so you spend you know ten thousand dollars making a patio and insulating it and then sorry you can't open your business for the next you know november december like four months four months going on five um yeah do you think that
0: do you think that canada had in terms of like the free health care and and the government assistance when it comes to that does that seep into the whole vaccine conversation that we were talking about before with people not being able to get it? Is it, is it partly because of that? Or, or how was the response with that free healthcare system in terms of Canada's handling of the virus? Did it work or was it a total failure?
3: Okay, well, I don't know. I don't think that it was necessarily the fact that it's free healthcare that screwed everything up. I think it was just bureaucracy and bad planning. I mean, um, Dubai, for instance, they gave out the vaccine free to everybody, including people who like didn't have a citizenship here. They just gave it out, right? And they don't have free healthcare, obviously. So like, I don't think it was the fact it was free. I think it's just just that the healthcare system there is not organized. I think there are, are some places that are more socialist that maybe have a more organized healthcare system, but Canada certainly doesn't have it. Like our emergency rooms have been at capacity forever like you get treated in hallways when you go to the hospital, uh, if you go through emergency. I don't know what it's like in the States, but that's certainly what it's like in Canada. And, and, and then there were newspaper articles coming out being like, oh, you, you know, COVID patients are being treated in the hallways. Like that's just how it is in Canada. It didn't change anyway. So yeah. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, if it, with it being free, um, maybe, but I think it was just badly, badly organized.
0: You brought up a good point before about people who like you left the country. And like I'm someone who myself was like I want to get out of California. I want to move to Florida. I want to move to not Texas. Texas is too flat and ugly, but Florida, Nashville, something like that. You know, I I want to get out of California because I no longer want to give my tax dollars and my money to a state that literally hates my values and doesn't support anything that I agree with, essentially. Right. Um, in in Quebec, we have this video that we'll play. We'll cut it into this uh, so you guys watching can see it. But it's uh, about 50,000 people in Canada actually marching against yeah. the lockdowns. Yeah. So what what is your response when you see like people actually going and fighting back? Do you think that there is a chance for Canada or even here in the States? Or do you think that even these people marching, the bureaucracy is so difficult that there's nothing that can be done?
3: No, I, I don't think there's nothing that can be done. I think it's scary and it maybe it's dangerous. I'm not sure, but um, there were like plenty of examples of countries around the world that were put into a. They they had the first lockdown right, and everyone was kind of freaking out and being like, okay, maybe this is reasonable. And then they opened up, and the government tried to impose a second lockdown, and people rioted, and then they didn't impose the second lockdown. So it's not. I don't think that this is something that you can't fight against, but um, I, I think part of the problem is people in North America haven't had something really terrible. most people haven't had something really terrible happen to them in a while. So I was in Serbia in July uh, last July and they they had they opened up and they tried to shut everything down and people rioted and then they decided not to shut everything down. And I think but they, they were in a war like well, with US in the 90s. Um, So they've actually been through something recent that was really bad and in their minds COVID wasn't really bad because they'd just seen something really bad. And I think people in North America, because they have no perspective on what really bad looks like, um, they're just like, oh, this is what really bad looks like, let's freak out now. Um, But I think if people went to these protests and the more people who are for it, the more support it gets, I think the government would listen. Like I know for On Ontario, the the premier of Ontario, he really like he's listening to what people are saying. And for the longest time people have been saying, Why are you leaving leaving your house? Like it's your fault that we're locked down. It's you, the people who are going outside. You're the reason we're locked down. Like if you just stayed inside a little bit longer, this wouldn't be happening. They didn't go, Oh, maybe the government should be putting in some different guidelines right so yeah i think there's something that can be done about it but i think a lot of people in north america are scared and um kind of sheep-like probably because they haven't been through something really tough in the last number of decades
0: guys that was my interview with michaela peterson and that was about 10 minutes long we got a full 30 minute interview that's going to be coming out with her uh we get into some other stuff we talk about transgenderism we talk about uh What was it? We talked about constitutional monarchies. Which was a lot of fun i like talking about weird stuff like that it's a good it's a good time and some other things so just make sure that you're up to date with everything prager is doing subscribe to us on all social media following us on our email list uh, on prager.com everything there so that you never miss any of the updates that we have and also if you're a student around the world uh, you could be middle school high school college or even a young professional up to the age of 35 you should join our student program prager force we have pragerforce.com here i think i'm pointing in the right corner other corner other okay corner. it's inverted for me on the camera Uh, PragerForce.com If you want to join our student program I got started in PragerForce Amla, who's our new influencer She got started in PragerForce Lots of people got started in PragerForce Who are now big name people It's an amazing opportunity Where you get resourcing uh, Marketing materials You get a digital community of conservatives From all across the world It's awesome I definitely recommend you guys join Go to PragerForce.com today And check it out Uh, I think now we're going to get into I'm reacting to a video of myself which is my favorite thing to do.
2: Yeah. It's anything that says Will all over it, has Will's face on it,
0: has a video involving Will, Will wants more of. <laughs> <So>. that, <laughs> that is my favorite thing in the whole world. It's true. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Some of you guys who follow me closely might've seen this before, or maybe you haven't, but this is, this happened about three weeks ago. Um, I was supposed to speak at a university in Northern Colorado. So are we up with the video, Spencer? Do you want it up? Yeah, let's, let's go up. Go. With you it. can put me in the corner. Um, I was, I was up at university of Northern Colorado going to give a speech and things got absolutely insane. And so I'm going to play some video for you guys and, and then we're going to talk about it afterwards. These are thugs at my event at University of Northern Colorado. I was slated to speak. This was a couple of weeks ago on a Monday and I show up to the campus and the administration comes up to me and they say, well, if you want to speak here tonight, you have to wear a mask while you speak. And I'm like, I am not catering to your delusions like that is not based on science. That is delusional. And I will not. Um, but I didn't actually say that to them because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to ruin it before it started. So I was like, OK, whatever. So I go up on stage when I'm about to speak. The two girls who put on the event, they introduce me on stage. And as I go up, I see that there's about 50 Black Lives Matter protesters who are in the back of the room. These people who you saw banging on the table, they're in the back of the room just straight chilling, right? And I'm like, oh, no, I can already tell what's going to happen here. And so I get up on stage. I'm about to give my speech. And I have my bandana on, you know, like I always do. And I have it over my face. And about five seconds into Giving my talk, I say, you know, this is stupid, and I refuse to wear it. I took it off, and these Black Lives Matter protesters went absolutely bonkers. Bonkers is the perfect word for how they acted it was it was wild. So they're banging on the tables They're flipping tables. They're screaming at me telling me to put my mask on There's one kid there who who takes his mask off and then yells at me to put my mask on I'm like you are so dumb There are people who are calling me racist and other horrible terrible things And this is how they reacted when I didn't put a mask on right and so then i'm trying to to corral all the people who actually came to see me I get them I say guys just they shut my mic off. The university shuts the mic off because I took my mask off. Very mature. And so then I get all these people to corral around me. It's about 200 kids uh, and also some adults and people who came from the area to see me. And I just get them to come up to the stage and just listen to me speak. And so I'm trying to speak to them while the Black Lives Matter people are banging all on the tables. It's absolutely insane. And then the administration comes and the police come. And here's what they do. Instead of kicking these Black Lives Matter protesters out of the room... The people who are harassing people, they started harassing people, too. They started yelling at the people who came to hear me speak and intimidating children. There were children there, and they're intimidating children for having difference of opinion. The police come. Instead of kicking these people out of the room, you know what they do? They kick me out. They make me leave because I was endangering people because I wasn't wearing a mask while I spoke. How stupid is that? How stupid is that? So they escort me off of campus. They escort me to basically uh, my parking, uh, where I I parked my car, and I'm like, and all of the kids who came to actually see me, they're following me, you know, they're like, we support you, like, sorry, this happened, like, whatever. I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to leave without giving my speech. So I'm like, where is the public street? I take about 150, 100, 150 kids who are still left and take them out to the public street, and I give my speech on the street in the cold in Colorado in winter and give it to them there. Because I wasn't about to just let the administration shut me down for everything. There's there's one part of this clip that uh, where is this this one kid? He's a uh, this one. So here's me here's me. You see, everyone came up to the front. See, I'm trying to give my speech. You see that? I love this old lady. (laughs) She's just like, what are you doing? She's like, why are you hurting the table? Who hurt you? This table did not do anything to you. And this guy's like absolutely pounding on it. It's wild. These people get so angry. I didn't do anything to these people. I love how you're like 20 feet away from the, like the nearest person. Too. I know. I'm mean, i I'm up. I'm elevated. I didn't have COVID. And I'm like not even near these people. And they think I'm going to cough all over them. And, the, and you think I'm gonna, gonna, just going to spit spread in their mouth? that you don't have. I know. <laughs> it's like spit in their mouths or something. <sighs> I would like to... Oh, man, it's, it was absolutely insane. And so then this is just a lesson. I wanted to bring this up because I brought this up on other, on other things. And maybe you've seen this before or heard about it, but I wanted to bring it up again because so many people, I mean, the number one question, I say number one question all the time. This is one of the number one questions that I get asked from people is about, you know, what I'm supposed to do in the face of adversity or standing up to people who I disagree with me and all that. And it's like these people, first, the administration tells me to wear a mask. I don't do it. Then the Black Lives Matter protesters try to intimidate me. I don't get intimidated. Then they try to kick me off so that I can't get my speech. I don't do it, and I give my speech anyway. All of these things are tests against me where I could have given up or not done what I was supposed to do or stood up for my values. And time and time again, when tested, this one night—there's only one night and these three things happen. I continually strived and went forward and did what I was supposed to do. People are so worried about what the left is going to do them. But this—I mean, this whole thing— Not to to my own horn at all, but I mean this was like very good for a marketing sense of like getting out there what the left is doing, right? It's like a good thing where it's like we can now publicize this. And that's because I stood up for myself. If I would have cowered or was weak to these people or done what they wanted me to do, what would that have done for me? Nothing would have been good for me. Okay? I would have looked weak, no one would want to follow me, and I would get shunned by the conservative movement, hopefully, as you should. as you should. If there are weak conservatives, you should shun them. But what I'm trying to tell you is that in, this, in the face of people who want to hurt you or do you wrong or shame you or ostracize you for your conservative values, you can't let these people take you down you can't and you can't live with their rules okay these people as you saw with these different scenarios that are here on this campus they have a set of rules that they live by and a set of rules that they try to give you that just because they think their rules are correct doesn't mean that they're correct and it doesn't mean that you have to live by them because they try and set them to you you don't have to live by anything that any creed that they try to put on to you you live the, your life the way that you want to live your life and, and not in accordance with the left and that's what i did and it was strong. And I have to give myself some credit here. I did a good thing. Okay. I was, I, <laughs> I'll I, back you up on that. It was, <laughs> it was great. And it's
2: true. If you like the, the longer you wait to stand up, the hard, the worst things are going to get. And, you know, the harder it's going to be to fight back. And like, you're just talking with Michaela Peterson about that, like how bad things got in Canada. How does it get that bad? It gets bad by people playing the, by the rules of the people who are tyrannical and who are setting forth like, okay, you have to behave this way. Here's, you know, you have to do all this illogical. You have to check your own brain at the door, deny your own honest thoughts about, okay, here's here's what an actual risk is. Here's what actually makes sense. No, don't listen to your own brain. Listen to us and the rules we're imposing on you. And as if, if, as if as long as you continue to play by those rules, you're just giving up your freedom. And people don't realize that. And, you know, America is a country founded on the idea of freedom, but we live in a generation that does not, Value that or understand it, and you know, in Canada, we saw that. I was, in my mind, I was still blown by that. Like when the cops went in and arrested that pregnant lady in Australia for posting like a Facebook post where I was like, "Hey, we're going to organize a outdoor protest in the park where we're all going to still wear masks and play, but you know, somewhat by these rules and be rational about some of the risks. But we're going to just go out there and protest because we want to demonstrate that we value freedom." And the cops came into her house and arrested her for doing that. We have that video on Prager. You should watch it. But you know. The, the people who the longer you wait and the longer people wait to like organize fight back be stand for freedom and value it you know the worst things are going to get and, and I don't want to live in a and it it's like the countries that don't have that as deep in their culture like some like Canada UK Australia you, you see those more extreme examples but America, it's like we're hanging by a thread. It feels like sometimes, and we need people like what who did. I'll give you props. What you did, you know, to continue to stand up and to, you know, make the case for freedom. Because the alternative is what you just, you know, like you said, if you never, if you didn't do anything in that situation, if you would have just played by the reason, okay, well, I guess I can't get my speech. I'll go home. Like, the you know, you said maybe people would be like, oh yeah, he's a loser, but. Uh, what's, what's equally bad is no one would have ever heard about this situation and people need to hear about people standing up people need those examples and people need to do it themselves and that's how we're going to change the
0: culture and take the country back 100% no mate can't have a protest mate it's, it's not, not against the, it's against rules mate we're going to be taking you in here <laughs> in prison
2: She's like I've got an ultrasound in an hour hour
0: that was such a great,
2: I, such crazy a video. video. Crazy, not great. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not Maybe great. You can but...
0: find it. Great because of the accents. I love Australian accents. It's my favorite accent to do, and a New Yorker. we're not culturally appropriating their accents. We're no, no, complimenting no, no. them. Yes, yes, we're celebrating their accents. I love them, even though Australia isn't real. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're all living in New Zealand. That's. Have you heard that? No. What are you talking about? That Australia isn't a real country. Oh, why? They're, you're gonna mix uh, them even Some Australians today. watching. Mac. Have you heard of that? No. You guys haven't heard of this? That Australia <laughs> isn't real. It's a whole like this. You can go Google it. Are you spreading conspiracy theories right now? <laughs> are we gonna get banned? No, I, I for misinformation. My, I think the country that I live in is mighty real, but there are people out there who don't think so. It's wild, wild mind. No, there are people who think that that they say like boats like took people to Australia to colonize it. it sounds like, like you had some bad shrimp on the barbie, mate. <laughs> had a few too many fosters. Yeah, apparently. To <laughs> go back to the airbag. Sanko de Foster. Did you get kicked by a Roo by Joey? <laughs> yeah, this is man. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we only have five viewers now. Wow, yeah. what happened? <laughs> what happened? Oh man. <laughs> no, but anyway. We don't have to talk about it. you guys. Google it if you're interested in about Australia not being a country. Google it. bunch of Kiwi conspiracies. Okay, all you New Zealanders. Anyway, um, anyway let's get back. Stand- let's, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Standing up for your values is it is truly the most important thing you can do. People who are worried about what the left will do to them now should be far more worried about what the left will do to them in ten years if they do nothing now. You want to look back on your life and you want to say, "I stood up for something." I stood up for something. Even if we lose, even if we lose, which in a lot of places right now across America, it seems like conservatives are losing. I I will concede the ground to the left in a lot of different ways in America. It's obviously true. The left is still winning. But do you want to look back on your life and say, I let it happen? Or do you want to say, I was a champion for these values, and I stood up even if we lost, even if I was shamed and ostracized? Because the people— that will look back on it and and have that vision of their life where they did something good will be the best people in the future. It'll be the best people in the future, and you will be happier and better off. I have a great life because I stood up for my values and 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 pushed for the things that I believe in. It truly, like I'm sure, all the people who work here at PragerU. Uh, awesome Patriots themselves who who work for an organization that believes in these great values like their lives I mean so many of these people they we live in Los Angeles they're like you know I, I had so many friends who were on the left or I worked at this other company and it sucked because everyone hated me and I didn't say my values or whatever and now it's like all these people working at PragerU love their life and they have all these great friends and amazing teammates and coworkers and they feel adamant about what they do and believe and they feel motivated every single day because they know that they're doing something great. You want to have that same feeling, okay? It doesn't mean that you need to drop out of school or quit your job and become a you know, political influencer or the next Ben Shapiro. You know, you don't have to do that, okay? Unless hypothetically you wanted to. But you don't have to go and do that. But if you if you have these values and you don't say anything or or do anything with the values or things that you believe in, you are wasting your energy. It's like, imagine Albert Einstein, right? He's a genius or was a genius. You know, he's a, a absolutely smart guy. But what would it mean to the world if Albert Einstein had all this information and then didn't share it with anyone he didn't spread that information anywhere it'd be useless it's absolutely useless it's like you Reading things about conservative thought or about the world, and then you don't tell anyone about it or don't spread it anywhere. It's like you're just doing it for your own vanity. That's not what we do here at Prager U. That's not what you should be doing at all. You should be taking the values, the things that you believe in, the things that you know are going to make America an even better country, and you should be telling them and spreading them as far as you can because that's the only way we bring this country back. That's the only way that we save it from the left. And if you don't do that, then you are weak and you are one of the reasons why this country is failing. You have to stand up. You have to stand up for what you believe in, or everything will be lost. Guarantee you. Amen. Yeah, Mike.
2: You dropped this. I'm handing you my mic, but
0: oh, I thanks. Can't. Yeah, yeah, Mike. We're gonna have to cut this up for a podcast clip afterwards. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> the self pat, back pat, yeah. right after. Hey, listen. You know, real recognize real. Yeah. You know, you did a good job too. Thanks, man. Did you so,
1: also like compare yourself to Albert Einstein
0: in that? No, in I didn't compare <laughs> myself to Albert Einstein. We need more people Spencer, like you... me and Albert Einstein. <laughs> we need more right. people who have 170 IQs like us. Just casually lumping yeah. yourself together. If you have a 170 IQ like me, you better be taking your physics and engineering research out in the world. Join
2: us next episode for a live uh, IQ test that Will, Will does to back up his claim. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm a I'm a genius. I, I swear. Like don't
2: want to take an IQ test. I took an I'd IQ test. I'd rather not now. No. I swear. Well, when I was, uh, I was like it? 12.
0: <laughs> it was online. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I took a real one. My, I'm, I know. Whatever. We're backtracking a little bit. But I took a real IQ test. My mom she was a nurse and then she there was a, someone I think it was a doctor in training. my mom's watching this hi mom if this is wrong you can text me afterwards and tell me uh, but I, I think it was like someone studying to be a doctor and they did an IQ test for me and my sister and like I, mine was like apparently really high I didn't want to say this okay I didn't want to come on here and flex <laughs> on you guys <laughs> uh, about how smart I am I know you have but. so many like I accidentally just flexed on people <laughs> uh, you know, it's it it hard like so many happens. people all the time yeah. just tell me how attractive and smart I am it's like it, it gets annoying right. you know it gets annoying after a while. First yeah. word, pretty people. Props. First word, and then my Wi-Fi sometimes goes out. It's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right, what's the next segment? Okay, Let's sorry guys, We're, we we joke on this show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I hope you're having a good time watching. What is the next segment? The word with will. Oh, good. Wow. This is good too. This is this is one that's pretty important uh, that I wanted to to bring up. It's just on. <coughs> excuse me. It's just on me. Can you turn the display towards me so I can read it? Real quick, Spencer, just don't want to make sure that I mess anything up. So this is the Word with Will, which is our segment, which we do. <coughs> it's funny, it turned out that it wasn't going to be a weekly segment, but I've enjoyed doing it so much that I wanted to make it a weekly segment because, like I was just saying before, standing up for these values, Christian values are something that's really important to me, and so I like speaking about this and, and talking about it. And so today's Word with Will is 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, new life has begun. So, like I said, about three weeks ago, I was in Colorado, and you guys know, if you know me, I'm from Colorado. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm from Colorado, and so I grew up there for high school and went to college in Colorado, and basically, at this point, I don't talk to anyone who I know from Colorado, except for my buddy JT, who is, like, my best friend, uh, my sister, and my family, of course, but that's really about it. I don't really talk to any of my friends or anyone that I know but I went back uh, to give that speech and so I decided to stay the weekend with my family because it was was on a Monday and I saw some friends who I knew from high school like knew these kids from like when I was a senior in high school and like a freshman in college I think was probably the last time I seen them I mean what is this four or five years ago it was a long time ago and so I just saw them again because one of my other buddies was dating someone who was with them, whatever, not, not important, but anyway, but I, I met these people again and talking to them and I was telling them about my life and, you know, I had just been baptized about three months ago, which was the most amazing day of my life. It was so, so important to me, meant so much and, you know, I'm a very strong conservative now and if you guys know me or my story, I mean, I was a very liberal atheist person before and so when I went and I told this to people, I was, even by these people who I knew a long time ago, I, I was somewhat laughed at. You know, by these people who were my friends, who were my friends from a long time ago, they didn't really understand. They didn't really believe me. They said, "You know, we can't believe that. Oh, Willie, you know, no way that he is is actually living his life this way." People called actually... you Willie. That's what I went by my whole life. Oh wow! I yeah. did not know. You didn't know that? Yeah, <laughs> Willie with You W. I don't <laughs> mean to laugh. No, it's okay. Yeah, little Willie. All right, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you are a completely different person. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I was like when I started working for PragerU, I changed it to Will. I was like, was I can't, a, that was a good move. Yeah. I, know. I was thinking like, is it bill or is it will? And you, can, I was do, you like, can do bill when you're like, old, no, I'll never old. do bill. Bill is a nerd. Bill is a nerd name. Like Bill Gates. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get divorced to my wife after 27 years. <laughs> That's probably good. So I, I'm sticking with will anyways, anyways. I, anyway, I met all these people and they kind of laughed it off and said, you know, there's no way he's living this way. And I I brought up this verse today, this one that we have now, because like I said, I had been baptized. And so my life, the way that I live my life is completely different than... The way that i used to live my life around these types of people the stuff that i used to do versus the stuff that i do now is like completely different of course i'm still the same guy but the things that i do and the things that i actually hold in 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 accordance with my life that are important to me are my my values and priorities are completely different and so i i want to bring this up to people that it's like you are going to go out into the world and your values and your ideas are going to change like someone like amla she's sitting here and i'm i'm praying and hoping that one day she Finds God in the way that uh, God intends with her life. You know, we'll see what happens and everything. No rush on that. You know, don't don't feel pressured, Amala. Okay, it's all good. But just you know, I'm hoping that she will. And people like Amala used to be like a huge leftist, right? She worked for leftist organizations, for George Soros organizations, all this. And I'm sure that a lot of the people who she knew back then would say, "There's no way you're a conservative. There's no way you actually believe this stuff, right?" It's like people will try and judge you for your past actions and the things that you did with different values and not take into account the new way that you're living. But the way that you're living now, it as long as you're genuine about the stuff that you're doing and you get baptized or whatever it is, God is the one who is the only judge who can actually judge you, okay? So you will have people in your life, these people who I met, the people who maybe I'm new, and people in your own lives. Right? who will say that, oh, you you can't live this way because you were a different person back then. You were a liberal. You were an atheist. There's no way that you can actually live your life this way. And it's like, you can just basically... My advice to you about these kinds of people is to brush them off and say, you know, you are fine to believe that, but the only person who can really judge me on this is God. Right? So that's also in accordance with yourself, is that you have to live genuinely this way so that, you know, you are actually set an example of this. If there are people like these people who who, who said this to me, you know... You have to set a genuine example for these people. You can't say that you're a changed person and then totally act not the way that you should be acting now if you say that you've changed your values and things. So it's about being genuine to yourself and then knowing that the only person who can judge you is God. Because I know a lot of people go through this. A lot of people were liberal before or they were atheists before and then they become Christian or conservative, whatever it is, whatever sort of change that you have in your life, whatever metamorphosis, uh, it's important to remember who are the people who can actually judge you. Who are the people who are important to judge you and who are the ones who just have seen one side of you and don't understand what you are trying to accomplish now it's like the whole thing about like excuse me like friends from before who are dragging you down i'm not trying to say these people are dragging me down they had genuine concerns about this but people from before who are trying to drag you down that you know probably aren't good for your life it's like the same thing like letting those kind of things go letting the people who are going to judge you that way go and looking towards the people who can really judge you is God, and that's incredibly important. Taylor had some good insight on this too when we talked before. Take it away, Taylor. Take Taylor, away. Taylor's really good on this stuff. <laughs> you are really good on this stuff. No pressure. No. No pressure. Yeah, don't mess it up.
2: No, I think you know, like, people judge you according to what they see and what and like your behavior. And if and like basically, we I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Um, the the uh, point I made uh, is just that when you have a transformation in your values and your beliefs, that's at a deeper level than your behavior. And, you know, when, when we talk about like God having the final say, or, you know, God being the final judge of who you are, like when he says that you're a new person, then that's, and that's at the bottom of where your beliefs are, then you don't have to worry about what people say because, you know, his opinion outweighs theirs. And the same deal, like, if if you have transformed your values and you know that like you have a firm you're firmly rooted in what you believe even if it's just on the, on the level of like your your values um Judeo Christian values like you don't have to you worry about you know the surface level arguments that people make or like you know that try to i don't know question your your authenticity and like you said i think i think what you said is really important is like you need to know what you believe and then you need to live that out. And that's what you're accountable for is like, are you are you a person of integrity and are you living out in, in a sincere way? The what you hold to be true, you know, at the deepest level of, of, of who you are. And as long as you don't violate that, like you're being an authentic person.
0: And that, again, doesn't mean that we are going to be living perfect lives. Of you course. know. Like these people seeing me now, it's not like I'm saying like I'm so much better than you. I now, I'm baptized. What are you? huh? Are you baptized? No, I didn't think so. It's not like that at right. all. It's not like judgy at all. It's just like I'm choosing to live my life a different way than I did before. And I'm obviously going to mess up still. I'm obviously going to make stupid decisions and make mistakes and sin and all of those different things. But it doesn't mean that I'm not still authentically trying to live in a different way. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Thank you for listening to that. That's our little sermon. That's great. I like that segment. Yeah. I like that it's segment, segment. Too. It's like like it my, too. It's it's something that I never get to talk about. It's something that like, I don't get to do this ever except, I mean, I talk to my friends and stuff but about it, but I don't ever get to like go on live and talk about it. Cause it's always just the political stuff, man. So it's like, I like having a segment that we can talk about different stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And it's cool that we can at PragerU because PragerU actually like is, you know, Okay with going into the realm. We're about values. We're not about yeah. politics, contrary yeah. to most people's opinions. And right. so, you know, it's awesome that we you're able to you know go
0: there on this platform. No, no, thanks, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, man. Uh, All right, so what's the next segment? Is that base boomer memes? Oh, oh man, this is fun. Here we go. Okay, all right. do you want to intro this? You intro the segment. Okay. You know it better than me. Well,
2: okay, so we had this idea because as scrolling through our. You know, if you're on the younger side, you know Gen Z or Millennial, you've probably been scrolling. Maybe if you're Gen Z, you're probably not even on Facebook. But if you're like us, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're old like scrolling us, scrolling through Facebook, and you, everyone's got that, you know, super conservative friend or relative or uncle, aunt, whoever it may be, who's posting these, sharing these memes that get shared hundreds of thousands of times on uh, Facebook, and some of them are really based. So we're calling this base Boomer memes, but just know we are not making fun of boomers. We are saying you guys are based in these memes. In other words, that's a Gen Z term for you guys know what you're talking about. This is good stuff. So these are memes that we've come across on social media, um, especially Facebook, shared by boomers that we think are based, that they're good. So, no, I
0: haven't seen these yet. Yeah. So I'm reacting them yet.
2: live and we've collected uh, a, a few others on the team. Yeah, I'm
0: helped. Is Spencer helped did you help look at these memes? I did or not? not no? Okay. Mm-hmm. Should have. All right. Well I, All right. I trust Spencer more than I trust you, too. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, hopefully this is fine. All, All right. Okay. So here we, we go. go. Are we up? Yeah, we're up. Okay. Can you see this too, Taylor? Here, I'll move it a little bit so you can yeah, see. Yeah, we this. got it. Okay. My teacher said guns kill people. I told her my pencil failed my... <coughs> <laughs> my last exam. I'll finish it for you, Will. Was that a cough or laugh
2: or well, both? Well, it was Somewhere in between? It was like...
0: It was like I saw where it was going immediately. <laughs> you get halfway through a boomer meme and you know exactly what's going to happen. There. That is so based, though. It's like it's that's great.
2: A, it, it highlights the truth in a succinct way, and I love this kid. I mean, just look at him.
0: It's no, it looks like that. Is that a picture of you? <laughs> no. No. That, it looks it's just, just a like you. kid, I, guess. Yeah.
2: I mean, if all blonde little white boys look alike, but he's anyway. got a he look he's got a big forehead like you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in a good way. Well, he'll, he'll, it just means he's got a
0: big brain. Probably got an IQ like Albert Einstein. (laughs) You take an IQ test. All right. Next. Here we go. Everything free is paid for by someone who works. I love that. I I like that too because it's absolutely true.
2: And the boomers know. Like we live in a generation where everyone wants free healthcare, (coughs) free college, free everything. And the ultimate truth is if you're not out there creating value, it's basic economics. Like people don't understand that anymore but the boomers do and they share this <laughs> these again these are memes that are shared like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds thousands I know, I wish we had the shares that were on. I wish we had I know, the some shares. some of them I know. did, but
0: yeah, oh, cool. we, we want to make sure we could like see Like some of them got like one point, what was that one? 1. Yeah, 1. 1.3 million shares. Like
2: nothing on PragerU I think we've ever made has gotten shared that much on Facebook. No, I mean, that's so,
0: insane. 1.3 million times. And the, it's
2: funny because we'll put all this effort into like designing really good looking stuff and our design team does a great job. <laughs> and um, like in putting all these uh, videos <coughs> and elaborate stuff together and then simple statement like this on like the most basic looking text, it's like people just love it I and know. share it. Like capitalism
0: crazy. is great. <laughs> yeah. 1.8 billion shares. Exactly. Every single person in North America <laughs> shared this post. <laughs> Best quote I've heard today. As a parent, it's my priority to help you get into heaven, not Harvard. I mm. don't mm. just, it's a soul. Yeah. You know, in a way that only a boomer meme can. It,
2: yeah. I mean, again, that... It's tr- there's truth at the root of this, though. It's like no. You know, that's that is
0: where your parents' responsibility should be. Yeah. The most educated people are usually the most stupid people. And
2: parents should be more concerned with like the values that you're living your life out of than you know, like trying to get you into some elite school. Because yeah. if you if you go off and get this awesome education and you're rich, but like, you know, you you can't keep a marriage together and you have broken relationships and your life sucks, it, you it, failed as a parent. Yeah, exactly.
0: You so, should be doing. This is boomers are boom, parents. They're based again, based boomers. Show your mind, not your behind. <laughs> this is good. Show, oh, I love this one.
2: See, this one has the shares on it. 25,000 shares. 25,000. Wow.
0: I know. That's insane. Wait, but this... This guy, Ravya, knows what he's talking about. Not, <laughs> Ravya Yanchanan Omari Gyata. What a name. With a name like that, I'd share it. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is great, though, because going on TikTok, I mean, posting content on TikTok, there's a lot of butts.
2: <laughs> there are. Show your mind, <laughs> not your mind. There should be more minds. Yeah, there should. Amala show shows mind. off her mind on TikTok. She, yeah, she does. She, that's, yeah. That's the Good, job, Amla. She's Good job, Amala. She's over there giggling in <laughs> yeah. the corner. Uh, always There's, giggling. Always
0: huh? giggling. I wish we could turn a camera over there. but If you push evolution and global warming, but don't know how many genders there are and believe a pregnant woman can be a man, but the baby and her woman isn't a human being, then thanks, but I think I'll pass on your so-called science. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that I one. mean,
2: honestly, though,
0: for how much... The There's a lot of contradictions within leftist thought. Yeah, exactly. This points it out succinctly, cleverly, humorously. With a great photo. Uh, is that Bill Nye? No. No, oh, I think that no. looks more like Spencer.
2: <laughs> yeah, Thank you. True. Appreciate it. And not, not Spencer, as, are you pushing yeah. global warming in our youth
1: <laughs> while um, not yeah, knowing Spencer? how many genders there are? That's are my part-time pregnant? job, yeah. actually.
0: <laughs> Imagine if you will a world where every tweet and meme must be fact checked, but not a ballot. Wow. I mean,
2: I mean, it's kind of. I mean, based. this guy looks like yeah. a madman. Do you not even know who that is?
0: You don't know who that is? No.
1: Rod Serling, oh Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. One oh of my best gosh! Shows of all my phone's yeah, twi- gonna kill me. Didn't, she didn't you just hear my Twilight voice Twilight that I did? Yeah. I, I didn't was, catch it. Imagine
0: if you will. I like well, Twilight, so Twilight Zone freaks I mean, I me out. I can't watch it. I haven't done it. It freaks me out too much. Yeah, it is kind of freaky. That's. Kathy Barron said, "I'm a democratic socialist. It's cool that you're so open about your mental illness." <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a, good that's a good one. That's that a good one. Yeah, that one's a little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I've uh-huh. gone on. I've gone on plenty of dates with girls who are on the left. Alex, because I like to, but <laughs> I have.
2: Yeah, didn't you like tell a girl at a bar once that you were conservative, and she started crying? Yeah. I mean, that's happened multiple times. Yeah, yeah.
0: Another one, a girl saw my Instagram. And this was, this was, oh, what was it? Was it Halloween? No, it wasn't Halloween. It was some other thing. Maybe it was like Cinco de Mayo two years ago. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) we went out and I'm with Alex. Alex is my cameraman. He's like my best friend and he's Mexican, right? And I'm like... This girl, she, she's cute, and we're talking at this bar, and it's like fine and fun. And then she like looks at my Instagram. And she gets so pissed off about everything I'm doing. She's like, I, "I just put out a post about immigration," and she's like, "I can't believe you hate Mexicans and all this stuff." And I'm just like, "Alex is right there," and I'm like, "He's Mexican and he's conservative." And then that was it. <laughs> <What a great laughs> and then story. she left away. Cool, I know. Cool story, I, bro. Oh, sorry, okay. I'm I'm just trying to prove to you guys that I've talked to girls before, which I have, okay. <laughs> I definitely have. Hating your country... And I'm a genius. Hating your country is like hating your parents and still living in their home. Move out and be happy somewhere else. This one was written by an angry parent who's upset with their son or daughter. I don't
2: know. Or could have just but been yeah. written by an angry normal person who is tired of people hating on America and being like, if you
0: love it or leave it. It could be. But I think boomers draw inspiration
2: from the world around them. Could be true. You're, are you like psychoanalyzing (laughs) an entire
0: generation i might be i'm thinking about my mom no offense mom again i know you're watching but i love you but this sounds like something you might say (laughs) in a good way but it's a good way it's good no mom it's true you mom you say great things i love you (laughs) move on to the next one all right charles leonard what kids think communism is what communism really is. This one's serious. The boomers This know. one's really serious. They live through... Uh, they, don't, they don't mess around. Mm-hmm. right? They're going to put a picture on Facebook of someone getting shot with communism because they don't care. Communism kills. Don't, facts don't care about your feelings. And Charles those, Leonard. Those are the facts. It's Karl Marx's birthday today. Oh, today is Karl Marx's birthday. Cinco de Mayo yeah. is also Karl Marx's uh, birthday. Cinco de Camino. <laughs> Cinco de Marxismo. Yeah, Cinco de... Uh, Whatever. (laughs) Science gets better every day. (coughs) You can sweat on each other for 48 minutes, breathe in each other's face, and all handle the same ball. But you better wear a mask on the bench and can't meet the opposing team at half court after the game to shake hands. Science. 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 Science makes no sense.
2: (laughs) Well, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Be careful saying the, things like that You're going to get a span No, the left
0: science Yeah The science of the left Science has no a sense.
2: religion uh, the dogmatic religion Where you have to follow Like that's no Science yeah. It's a process Of discovering truth And like right. getting more closer to Hypothesis the, Yeah, new yeah, it's hypothesis It's like telling
0: me to wear a mask When I'm 20 feet away From people giving a speech Yeah, It's not based in science no. It's based in fear It's making a girl Who's running the 800 meter dash Wear a mask And she passes out While running the, the race I know it's so dumb
2: like just like I, I don't watch the NBA anymore but like you could see you see on highlights and stuff sometimes you like they're playing and then they like walk off the court and put a mask on like sitting on the court it's like all y'all have been tested you're in this bubble like no one has covid why are we doing I I do this? watch I the
1: NBA and I was watching a game last night and someone was being interviewed they were playing the game ended, then they put on the mask and then t- just to go in front of a mic when oh, the know. commentators that they're talking to are in a different city.
2: Yeah, of course. And then, like, <laughs> if they're in person, they like the they interview the athletes after the game and they stand like 30 feet away. It's the most awkward know. thing you've ever seen. I know, it's, it's super like, why are awkward. we doing
0: this? It's like, do you really have to stand 10 feet away to talk about LeBron flopping again? <laughs> I know. Like, just get why'd up? you flop this time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why'd you flop this time, LeBron? Huh? There, he actually happened Wha- the other day.
2: Like, he had a create I saw it like on House of Highlights on Instagram or something. Like, it's it was horrible. like someone's arm like flashed by his face. There's clearly like a foot of distance. And he, I know. He goes, I just saw
0: that one too. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. Oh, loser. So based. Oh, that's, right, it. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the end. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was my creative end card. Oh. Awesome. No, I, I appreciate
2: uh-huh. that. I hope Wait, Alex, I, I hope our, our design, design team music. leader Alex, um, or director of design, I should say, uh, survived that segment without you know, his brain exploding with some of those graphic design. But I think he did. They were based. No, I,
0: I don't think he would like it. I think if he saw that, he'd probably throw up. But he laughed. He, laugh at he so did say, He was he commenting that. the whole yeah. time. Oh, was he? Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So now we're going to move on to the questions. These questions are submitted from Prager Force. This is going to be the last part of the show. Um, I was going to do. Excuse me, Star Wars as well and rank the Star Wars movies. But here's... I'll give you guys a quick rundown of the Star Wars movies. And my opinion... It's not an opinion, actually. It's just facts, okay? I know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't agree with me, you're wrong, all
1: right? I already don't agree with you,
0: and I know that. Well, you you haven't even said anything yet. I'm just telling you guys that if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Because I... This is science, Okay. Is, follow the science. This is science. Will's opinions on and stuff. I'm a genius. We're doing this because
2: yesterday was May the Fourth. May the Fourth. Yes, be with that's you. exactly like right. why. May the
0: Fourth be with you. So we're doing it today because we don't have a podcast on Tuesday. It's on Wednesdays. Um, okay. Worst movies. <clears throat> the bottom, the bottom of the barrel. F tier are easily the all, all of the new ones. Oh, it's, I don't, I don't, don't even fun. count.
1: Uh, yeah, the original six are all that. Matters. Okay. Well, yeah.
0: I'm counting them just to say that they all suck. Anyone who liked those <laughs> movies, it's. I don't know how you would even at, at any point like the, the sequels. When the when the the black guy Finn... And the Asian chick, and they go to the the Vegas. <laughs> the planet. evil gun maker yeah. capitalists. Yeah. yeah, they go to the it's Vegas. It's literally planet. like anti capitalist oh propaganda. I know. I wanna, I wanna, okay. I don't know. It's like you're... I wanna Alderaan myself. <laughs> it's so horrible to watch.
2: <laughs> I, I made it through the first one. I remember I was so excited for the new trilogy of Star Wars and I was with my dad and my brother and we watched it and then we walked out and we were all just like it felt like a gut punch and we all I know. we couldn't no one said a word. We just looked at each other like, It was so what terrible. What happened
0: to Star There was a lot of I disappointment know. that day. <coughs> I know. I it was know. a dark day in history. It's horrible. It was at so least a- Rey was hot. <laughs> other than that, this yeah. wasn't really So how cute. would
1: you rank the original 6? Okay, so the original
2: 6. Okay, well, the worst well, of the, the only w- Star Wars films that exist. Yes. We're just
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> all right. There are 6 Star Wars films. The best Star Wars film ever. Well, that Rogue One in there. But Solo. Oh, I didn't kidding. even watch the. I, watch I heard too. it was like all right. Either. Either. All right, the worst one out of all of these ones is episode five. Episode five, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. No, that's the my worst gosh, this list no, is that's the Life. Best. Just let me say it. All right, all right. let me right. I'm do I'm do say my quick, opinion. Go. I'm going to tell you guys what it is. Empire Strikes Back. That's the worst one. Then, A New Hope. Second, second to best or second to worst. All right, New Hope. It's not horrible. I'm not saying these movies are bad. I'm just, just saying going. that just they're the worst. okay. Yeah. All right, then we have um Phantom Menace. That's the fourth worst. Oh my gosh. Then Return of the Jedi. That's the third best. Then Attack of the Clones, second best. <laughs> and your Revenge. <laughs> of the Sith. Best one is Revenge of the Sith, baby. There's not you can't tell me it's not the best. I hate the 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 CGI. I just can't stand emotional.
2: You know what? I don't like seeing over the top. (laughs) It's coarse. It's It's coarse and rough,
0: and it gets everywhere. I love. I love that movie. I love Revenge of the Sith. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's so good. It's the best Star Wars by far. All of you guys have some sort of weird nostalgia about the original three, but there's no doubt that Duel of the Fates with Darth Maul. That one scene in the Phantom Menace is better than any scene, okay, in, any the, scene. in any of the in any of the three original Star Wars. That one scene is better than any of any scene in any of the, or the even the pod racing scene. <laughs> you also have that's Amala Phantom who's Menace.
1: just staring. at I know, at but him. I'm yeah, saying yes.
0: like Phantom Menace, like that. Same yeah, thing. Amala's. We're gonna watch um, Star Wars with
2: Amala, and uh, she's never
0: seen them, so yeah. We're yeah. Gonna like... And then we'll get like a clear because she's gonna watch every single one only once, and she's going to say which one is her favorite. Are we gonna watch it four to six or one? Four one to to six three, one two three. I oh, like four. Uh, yeah, four, five, okay. six, one, two, three. The way they All come out. Right, All right, fine. But anyway, uh, that's well, my Star Wars uh, uh, opinions, and it's not an opinion. Again, it's a fact. I, I don't. Taylor and wrong. I disagree. But, well, yeah, I'm sink. sorry that you guys have mental illness. This is. I trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let's let's move on before we're going to close the show with <laughs> Ask Will. Right. Yeah. Okay. Asking Will. These questions are from Prager Force guys. Yeah. Uh, again, Prager Force our student program. I hope you guys join at PragerForce.com. Uh, the first question Spencer. Ready?
1: Yep. What is a topic that you've changed your mind on and this is coming from Madeline Grace a Prager Force member.
0: Oh, hello Madeline Grace. I recognize you. Um topic I've changed my mind on. I would say probably a public option. I think a public option is actually a very good idea. If you guys don't know what a public option is, essentially what it is is that Politicians can no longer take money from these secret packs and donations from, like, Gavin Newsom getting a house bought for him or something like that as a political donation. Those kind of things will be no more, and instead, you get your political campaign money from, uh, essentially, the government, from tax dollars. You basically, on your taxes, when you file them every year, you can decide whether or not you want to give any money towards a candidate or a party that you support. You give them money, and then each candidate, like, let's say I'm running for governor of California as uh, red, and then Taylor's running blue— and we both get the same amount of money from people paying into it for that race. And so then you're not getting all these shady lobbyists and secret donations. And so it makes the political process much cleaner. Right. This is something that actually Bernie Sanders supported. So, oh, crazy. I know. But I, I think it's actually a really good idea because it gets rid of all the crazy lobbying. Our, our government is the way that it is because of horrible lobby, lobbying, because of our bureaucrats in office being controlled by special corporate interests. That is why we are in the situation that we in are in in so many ways. Okay, it's why opportunities for young people, all this stuff, are 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 falling apart. So I'm I'm for this, and I think it would be a very good idea. You guys should definitely look into more more into it. Or if you have more questions, I, uh, and you guys want to ask more about it on another episode, we can talk more about it. But uh, I just I think it's a great idea. <clears throat> awesome. All right. So second question is coming from Jazz Living
1: Healthy. What is your opinion on the body positivity movement?
0: Oh, going to probably offend some people here, huh? Amla's um, sure. over in the corner like, let me <laughs> yeah. at let me, Let, let me, me at, at him, huh? <laughs> this is Will Wit Live, not Giggle Live, Amla, okay? <laughs> we're, we're doing some serious stuff here. Um, body positivity movement. I think anyone supporting a positivity movement for people being unhealthy is a terrible thing to do. Why would you want people to be unhealthy? If people are morbidly obese and they're going out there saying it's beautiful, it's like, okay, if that's your standard of beauty. Sure, no no man really thinks that, but, you know, you whatever. But it's like the important thing is, is that you are not pushing that on other people. You can say that you want to be fat or you want to be super skinny, whatever it is, but don't push that on other people when it's an unhealthy lifestyle. I don't want people – look, I have like – i I'm kind of self-conscious right now because I have this little dad bod. I have a little <laughs> – I'm like the skinniest dad bod you've ever seen where <laughs> I have like skinny arms you but got then a little, like a like, little uh, beer uh, belly. belly. Yeah, like a little beer belly, like- but – it, it Look it, like the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch. Yeah, that that's actually a pretty good comparison. But it's like I don't I don't want feminists or male feminists coming up to me and saying, "Wow, your your fupa is beautiful." Like that's the last thing I want. I want them. I wish I want people to come up to you me. You want and, to be shamed. I want to be shamed. I want people to come up to me and say, "You're you're kind of stretching that shirt a little thin." Will you know? Mm-hmm. I want people to say that. Gently and lovingly. Right, gently and lovingly. I guess we
1: know how we'll greet you in the office every morning. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's up, fatty? (laughs) No, you don't have to say that to people, obviously. But I'm saying that you shouldn't be pushing a culture that breeds unhappiness and unhealthiness. It kills people. Heart disease and obesity, I mean, they're the biggest killers in America right now. They're an unhealthy yeah. way
2: to live your life. I mean, there's this, I'm looking at the CNBC article right now. The um, CDC study finds that 78% of people hospitalized for COVID were either overweight or obese. Yes. You know, exactly. So we're making this culture where, it's it's a faux pas to even mention that it, you might be unhealthy and people are literally dying because we're too afraid to just say simple
0: facts. I know you but know? they're actually celebrating that they're like fat. and unhealthy. I know. I, mean, yeah. I
1: don't
2: want to be rude when I'm saying fat,
1: but like truly yeah. people are celebrating that fact.
0: Yeah. 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 You should not be celebrating the fact that you are unhealthy
2: right it's like, like why Anything are you celebrating that anything as lo- you know to avoid saying people are responsible for themselves and their health and their actions and, and what and I get certain people have issues with hormones and stuff like that and it's like that's fine it's not necessarily what we're talking about if you literally can't do anything but like
0: oh, well there's always someone in the comments who says like well yeah. I have this I know. You know it's like it's not what we're talking and about. And people, we're talking but, about more but than our really culture it
2: will accommodate that if you if you say if you can always play the card of like oh yeah I can you know I have this problem or whatever like you know everyone's got things and I mean maybe yours is legitimate I don't know but I'm saying in general we shouldn't have in in our culture this we're too scared to say simple facts that like being morbidly obese is not a healthy thing and it's like people literally die because of it. Yeah, you know, and as we saw that in COVID, and like no one's talking about this. This why, right. how is this not the biggest story? You know that it in, should be in America.
0: It should be, but that Cosmopolitan article came out with like the 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 chick on the front who was like obese. Yeah, instead yeah. we're celebrating at the same time that people seventy eight percent of the people hospitalized for COVID are obese. It came out at the same time. What kind of a world do we live in? there are also that's the people that
1: say believe the science, but they don't believe in the science of being healthy. Yeah, so eating right, medical it, facts.
0: Leftism is just such the like. It's crazy because you go here to LA and there's like crazy fat feminist ladies with blue hair and they're like, they're beautiful for being fat. And then you have the crazy leftist vegan skinny, like on the totally opposite side of the spectrum, you know, it's like, I'm just pretty normal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Then you have you the, the psycho like vegan people who are like super unhealthy because they're like, oh, I know they're crazy. Don't old diets.
0: Yeah. I know. Uh. Yeah. Just. Be healthy. You don't have to be a crazy health freak or anything like that. Just, you know, take care of your body. And even if you are unhealthy, you know, maybe you make, you live in America. Hopefully. I mean, you can make lifestyle choices that you want. That's fine. You know, do your thing. Mm -hmm. You can live however you want. Okay. But don't push it on other people if you're doing something that you know is unhealthy or bad for you. Okay. Don't push it on other people. That's just common sense at this point. Guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate this. If you like this video, make sure that you're sharing it all over. This is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Play. Please go on uh, Apple Podcasts. Rate this five stars. Leave a nice comment. We really appreciate it. it help us out. help helps us reach more people. We're actually charting in the education podcast, Will Bit Live is. So that's really exciting news that I want to share with you guys. Apparently, uh, this is educational. So <laughs> hopefully you guys nice. learned something today. Nice. Uh, and... That's about all we got. Join us for lives tomorrow. We're going to yeah. start
2: doing lives, I think, every day at 2.30.
0: So yeah, me watch and Amla. 2.30 yeah, p.m. So I know you guys probably missed her today, but uh, I, I was happy to do one by myself today. <laughs> Just kidding, Amla. I, I, I'm, I, I would like to have you here. It's good to have you here. <laughs> guys, remember, follow me on social media at the TheWillWit. That's Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all of them. And then also PragerU on all of our social media, no matter where you're watching, and on our website at PragerU.com so that you never miss a video. Thanks for watching, guys. We're going to see you two weeks. Peace.